Welcome to The Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. And if you disagree, <laughs> join the discussion at Twitter at, at the Rank Podcast, on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com. Or email us at therankwithjohnandzach at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at The Rank Podcast. And remember, please rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Anyway, enjoy the show. Well, because he was a big unit. He was a very large unit, to my knowledge. He was six foot 90, and um, he had very long arms, I guess. <laughs> six foot 90. I That's like that they, they don't use feet after six. Well, once you get to six feet, you're just six feet, and then however many inches after. Yep, you're done. That's, there's no use measuring after that. You remember Kevin Garnett used to call himself um, six thirteen? Because I didn't uh, remember that. That's funny. He was yeah, he, one, huh? Yeah, he didn't consider himself a seven footer. You know, like because he probably oh just... right because he didn't want to be pigeonholed yeah. into yeah being a you know the big. Mm -hmm. Although that's right around the point where there were like a bevy of guys who were seven feet ish. Yeah, but like Dirk could shoot outside and play point guard and shit. So, yeah, that's Dirk very Nowitzki, true. Dirk Nowitzki might even be more of a case of that because I'm not even sure I ever saw him play inside. No, well, the game has changed so much. Mm. You know, it's definitely taken on a more European look than it uh, ever did. They they credit Steph Curry with changing the game, but I do think that bringing in European players. Yeah, is what really started that trend. Absolutely. Um, this is not to take away from Steph Curry, right? right? Nothing to take away from him, who obviously is an incredible player. He annoys me, though. Does he? Why? The reason why is going to make you think that I'm stupid. It's not his game. It's not his I, whatever. Total respect. When like between calls, like timeouts, or like if the ref calls a foul or something. He lets his mouth guard dangle out of his mouth every goddamn oh, time. Know. He's always chewing on it like that. It's it's gross. I don't want to see your nasty spit-filled mouth guard all over. Like just and also it makes me think he's like a baby. Like you ever see children just they can't stop like fussing with their oral fixations. Just stop it, Steph. If it wasn't for that, I would think he was. I would be like, oh yeah, cool for him. But like that, I can't watch it. So like I I have no interest in him. Just <laughs> that's really funny. So it's funny to me on like several levels because it's sort of a silly thing, but also yeah. it's funny to hear you be like, that's a disgusting habit when you just talked about how you like rip out your toenails and stuff. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> I was actually uh, I was actually chewing on a cuticle just now and I, I stopped once I started talking about <laughs> Steph Curry. I was like, maybe I should. It's subconscious and I'm sure it's subconscious for him too, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The other thing I don't like about him though is I'll tell you, when his when his kid was younger, he let her like sit at the mic all the time while they were running championships. And like mm -hmm. I don't think that's cute because your kid is not that cute. And kids say stupid shit, and everybody's like, wow. it's so cute. But like, wow, the kid said something dumb. Good for them, you know? Man. <laughs> oh, by the way, I just heard you uh the adoption went through. You're gonna be a dad. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Hope it doesn't say anything stupid. Yeah, well, otherwise I'll punt it. <laughs> Like, get uh, don't go, punt the baby. I will. I will if I want. <laughs> Just for the record, I am not adopting any baby. <laughs> I know. I only said it for, except for, except for you. 
Yeah, well, you adopted me a long time ago. Mm, gotta take care of. Gotta take care of little John. Oh, don't take care of little John. Let's move I'll, on. I'll take care of little John. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you do that yourself. You'll have some private time. You ever? You ever have kids who are like, I need some private time, and it's like, you do that, kid. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to be a part of your private time. Yeah, exactly. Um. Well, I think that brings us right into uh, aesthetics. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't know how, but it absolutely does. That my Steph Curry aesthetics. Um, right. Uh, mouth mouth guard mouth guard mouth guard core. That's my Chewing, aesthetic. mouth guard core. Yeah, that that one really doesn't bother me. That's so it's funny that it bothers gross. you so much. It's like put it back in your mouth, man. Of course, that's just what I I say that all the time. Get that back in your mouth. Yeah. You do say that a lot. Well, you know, I don't want to see... Really not a, an appropriate moment. Here. <laughs> yeah, it's not even relevant to anything. I just Like, it. we'll just be sitting in the in the theater. Yeah. And, like, halfway through, you'll, you'll, you'll hear Zach just go, put it back in your mouth! <laughs> and people are like, I don't know what's going on there. And I don't <laughs> want to. I'm going to just slowly back out of this theater. <laughs> well, what's your number 10 aesthetic? Um, what is it? I lost my, my ah, my, my number one aesthetic actually is sort of movie related. It's your number one, my number 10, my number, okay. my number one plus nine, my number one zero. <laughs> What's 10 in binary? Um, it's 2000s autumn, something I didn't know until we were looking all this stuff up. Um, oh, that one I love, yeah, me too. I saw it, and I was like, okay, because uh, where'd it go? It's funny because I think nostalgia is one of those funny things where you'll like you may not like something while while you're experiencing it, but then you look back and you go, I kind of miss that, even though I don't remember liking it at the time. Um, that happens with me a lot. Like I'll hate something and then I'll be like, Oh, I kind of miss it now. Um Yeah, I, you're really I, good at living in the present. I hate living in the present. I hate living in the past <laughs> and the future, though. I just hate living. Um, oh, that's fun. I I hated the 2000s. Um, it was the fucking worst. I didn't like the 2010s very much either. The 2020s are off to a rotten start as well. But um, now I look back, kind of miss the 2000s a little bit. And when you go on this, uh, this uh, like if you look up this aesthetic, you get a lot of Twilight. And I kind of like the first Twilight movie, believe it or not. I... Don't believe it. Actually, <laughs> well, I do kind of like it, and one of the I've things never I've never seen it. Well, it's not so bad. I mean, it's not good, but it's not so bad. Especially like you give someone the task of adapting Twilight. Like this is about as well as you're going to do. I did think. you read Twilight? No. Okay, because neither did I, and I might have, if not for the fact that Sarah was like, I started Twilight, and she she was like, I couldn't even, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. She was like, Bella is so fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah. She's, I couldn't keep going. I just was like, God, stop being such a whiny bitch. And just <laughs> hey, move on. She's mean. I don't. Sorry. I think I added the bitch part. She doesn't really curse much. I hate this, this cunt. Um, I know. I know that's what she's like. I, I, I thought about saying "see you next Tuesday," and then I was like, "No, nah, it's too harsh." And then all of a sudden, bam, there it is. Cunt, 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 cunt. But uh, late two, late two thousands fashion fog vampires. I like it and. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen any clips from that movie, but it's such a it's such a blue movie, by which I mean it's like tinted blue the entire fucking movie. Um, I've why seen clips of it? 
why the director decided to go blue, full blue, like like background colors in this, uh, I don't know, but I love it. And it um, it actually does remind me of how miserable and awful the time was, so that's exciting. And um, I don't know. It just I, I, I look at it and it appeals to me. I like the stupid fall aesthetic, and I like the... It reminds me also of uh, Vampire Diaries, the TV show, which I did not watch, but I'm glad I'm glad it exists. So, well, we're starting this one off with a bang. You don't like life. You hate the 2000s. You weirdly like this, but <laughs> luckily the movie that it refers to so much reminds you of how much you dislike it. Um, so great. Um, and also, and also, the, the, the best thing I've said here is um, that the movie is not so bad. Right. If you're gonna if you're gonna make this movie, well, I mean, which you shouldn't. You shouldn't make this movie. But if you're that's gonna. that's high on on the Zach compliment scale. So absolutely. Um, hold on. Look at this. Uh, we're gonna read some key key motifs. We already said that. Uh, key colors, fall colors. Uh, key values: nostalgia, romanticization, romanticization, fall, the woods, school vampires, related brands. H and M, American Eagle. That's stuff I hated when it, when I when I when I was of a demographic to wear it, and yet. I don't know. I look back and I think that was indeed a time. Oh, wow. Profound. <laughs> okay. There so. was an era that happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to wonder say something without saying anything. Um, so anyway, <laughs> maybe I'll change this. Later. You should Let's... have been a politician. You know, I really should have. That that era was indeed a time. Yeah. What okay. And what time it was. Yeah. I've said so, nothing that you can hold against me. Okay, um, but I, I like 2000s autumn. Shut up. And you know what? You know why? Because I don't need to explain it. If I say 2000s autumn to a person, they kind of get it. If they kind of either like it or don't. I kind of like it. So moving on. What's your number 10? Well, my number 10 is Western. Okay. Okay. You mean like uh, Western movies? Yeah, kind of. You know, I, I like the Western motif, the, the aesthetic for lack mm -hmm. of a better word here, since that's mm -hmm. what we're ranking. So that's what we're going on. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't actually like the, I, I don't care for cowboys. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I don't particularly like cowboy hats or boots, um, which I know sounds weird if I'm saying number 10 is the Western aesthetic. Yeah. But for me, I think it's more like the prairie skirts and the jeans and the vests oh, and like okay. the yeah. surrounding aesthetic and, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like the look of like, you know, you when you picture a western movie, it's those like wooden houses and or wooden buildings, right? And you've you've got these fences that are always like look like they're gonna fall over, but somehow keep the cattle in. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. That's what I picture, and I, I like that. I like it. All right, great. Well, what's your number nine? <laughs> My number nine is another one I hate. Um, no, actually, can't remember. <laughs> now here it is, Fairy Academia, which is a subset, I guess of um dark academia you know so we have dark academia people know this one we might get to it i'm not going to spend time on that but fairy we'll get to it on mine oh so fairy academia <laughs> is the feminine otherworldly offshoot of dark academia inspired by popular children's novels and illustrations from the 19th and 20th centuries as well as general themes and visuals of victorian and edwardian childhood um straight off the dome listeners now yeah i just know that <laughs> I made it up right now, actually. But no, um, you know, it's like uh, butter butterflies and you know fairies and stuff like that. I like it. Um, I just finished like a day ago rereading a book, which I'm going to recommend. 
because it's an excellent book. It's called Jonathan Strange, Mr. Nora by Susanna Clark. Um, you might have heard of it. It's uh, very much in the um, fairy academia vein. And um, I finished the book and was like, I don't know what aesthetic this is, but I'm putting it on my list. Because like, literally, <laughs> I finished it yesterday. I was like, I don't know, I got to look it up. So I literally searched that. And it was like, oh, this is fairy academia. Okay, fine. Because it's it's um like fairies actually play a large part in the book but that doesn't really matter because it's more like the um academics of magic and like as if magic is like an actual subject you can study rather than just something nebulous and um this is it takes place in like the regency era it's like a jane austen book except about magic scholarship and um you have like gentlemen magicians who are searching through musty old libraries for old spells based on, you know, accounts of fairies from the Middle Ages and stuff like that. Um, it's really fantastic, and it really fits. I, well, I mean, I would have called it a dark academia kind of thing, because it's kind of gothic, kind of dark, because magic is, like, unknown, whatever, but um, definitely a little bit more like how it says here, feminine and otherworldly offshoot dark academia. Definitely fits that a lot more. Um, so not just specifically this this book, but um, very much a jumping off point for that. The book sounds interesting. I mean, it sounds like a, a fun read. Um, uh, 19th century so, England and two very different magicians, blah, blah, blah. Uh, where did it, when did it come out? 2000-ish, I think. Um, oh, so 2000, maybe in autumn? <laughs> 2004. It came out in the autumn of 2004. Is what it says right here. It says specifically autumn 2000. I don't know why it said didn't give it a month, but yeah, that actually really fits. Also, the the, <laughs> the the entire book takes place, I think, in autumn, despite the fact that it takes place from 1806 to 1820. Um, it's so also it has also, a fairy academia and yeah. a 2000s autumn. So this book yeah. must really appeal to the low end of your scale here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it very much appealed to what doesn't appeal to me very much. It it was like right there. Um, no, it's a fantastic book though. So you should read it. It's like nine hundred pages long, but it's one of those books that's like nine hundred pages long. And I'm not kidding. It's not an exaggeration. But you will actually kind of wish it was longer. And oh, I love out, those kind of books. Isn't it great? And like I was a little tired by the end. I was like, wow, this really is. I'm on page seven hundred, and I'm not anywhere near the end. Um, <laughs> I do that. I do that all the time. You do that, like you finish it. So whenever I start a chapter, I always um, check to see how long the chapter is before I yeah, start it. Yeah. Regardless of, I don't know why. Sometimes I don't know why I do it because I'm gonna read it anyway. Yeah. You know, but I just like to know, like, if <laughs> how much I'm like up for, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But then I. Whenever I'm like done reading, when I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna stop reading for a while, I yeah. always check. I, I I guess I don't check. I'll know like the last page. I check what the last page number is. Mm -hmm. So I'm always like, okay, I have this many pages left. Mm -hmm. Which is why I used to never need bookmarks, but my brain doesn't work as well anymore. I'm glad to hear that. I well, I'm not glad to hear it. What do I care? But I never use bookmarks for that reason. I pretty much know where I am and then I open up to about where I was and I go no I wasn't here and I get to where I was so <laughs> well um, it's funny because I used to it used to be like a, a like a calling card of mine that I could pick up a book like mm. months later and be like this is where I was I mm -hmm. like like this the page I wouldn't mm -hmm. know and now I can't do it anymore I'm not quite at that level I just know basically around it's like you know I'm not gonna shit on bookmarks here it's not what we're here for but um 
yeah, so more about this book, though, quick. Uh, she's working on a sequel, you know, and I looked up when I was reading this, like, God, it came out in 2004. She's got to be kind of working on this, like, getting close to the end of the sequel here, right? And um, the only thing that she has said about how the sequel is coming along is that it's not anywhere near done. So when was that? And that was, like, a year ago. Wow. She's like, I think, I can't remember the exact words, but she's like, it's not even close. And it's like, okay, never mind. I will not think about this one too hard from here, from here on out. Well, but, I have a book series that I have a, that I have similar stuff with, but it's yeah. like very much not in the same yeah. vein of what you're talking about. Yeah, a couple of, just a couple more quick little uh, notes, I guess, about the feeling that is in this book it's also a lot of regency jane austen kind of stuff like pride and prejudice feeling very cool and uh the napoleonic wars play a really big part in it because one of the characters does magic for the army anyway yeah. oh that's interesting huh. it is so let's move on fairy fairy academia because fairy I, academia yeah i like fairies um do you I, like a fairy cut like a haircut? yeah <laughs> a pixie cut i guess it was pixie cut i do like hair. a pixie cut yeah, I actually do too. Um, especially for myself, I really rock it um, when I have hair. <laughs> well, but but like, have you ever seen like a person, you know, usually a, a female person who has a pixie cut, and it's like they just fucking are a pixie. They don't have a pixie haircut. It's just like, oh, this person is actually a human pixie. So because like just you just imagine seeing them flying around on little wings and shit. But anyway, um, well, my number nine is <laughs> Honeycore. Honeycore. I don't know what that is. You'll have to do tell. Well, so, I mean, it's just, it's very like kind of yellowy, flowery, a lot of sunflowers and bees, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I think this is mostly driven by, by my desire to have bees and make mm -hmm. my own honey. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess not make my own, steal my bees, yeah. my bees honey. So I guess collect my own honey. No, I'm um, actually going to ingest the pollen <laughs> and vomit up my own and, honey. And secrete some honey. Yeah. Um, so the I, other will, I, I others only, will eat it apparently I, I only eat things that i've secreted myself i only eat things that uh other you know insects have secreted so oh, i see okay <laughs> but uh it's just you know the other part it's just it's like really pretty you know mm -hmm. it's like a really pretty aesthetic and sarah's favorite flower is the sunflower mm -hmm. so now i really enjoy them too not that i didn't enjoy them before but it was it just became you ever have like some things that you're you know partners into yeah that sort of becomes something you're into yeah yeah just absolutely. because you're like yeah i do like that and then you get more into it because they're so into it mm -hmm. but then there's like the opposite too where like they really like something and you just don't like it and then you just hate it because <laughs> because they like it so much and you're like but it's not good yeah um, <laughs> i'm done with this it's either it's either you've you come to hate it or you come to love it i guess is the whole thing it's kind of yeah i mean I, i'm it depends on how much they like it right mm -hmm. yeah um maybe how anyway. much you hate it in the first place <laughs> right exactly i mean but, luckily for sarah and i there isn't anything that she enjoys that i hate mm -hmm. and uh there's nothing that 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 she hates that i like mm -hmm. um except for maybe me yeah so. yeah <laughs> that that's most that people she, hate me that is something she hates and you like <laughs> right exactly i think that happens to a lot of people who meet me actually <laughs> she hates well i remember you know the girlfriend i had before my wife uh -huh. i said you know one thing we do have in common is we both really like me <laughs> 
<laughs> How'd that go over? She thought it was hilarious. Oh, so. Okay. So, <laughs> I guess I she, was you, she really herself. liked me. <laughs> no, it was true. I was being descriptive, not not joking. Um, I was gonna. Oh, how come you don't have bees? You should go get some bees. You have you have property. You have you're a landowner. You have a homestead. We want to. Both Sarah and I want to, but uh, we want more land. Oh, I see. Before we do something like that. Um, but anyway, what is your number eight? I uh, just want to mention about bees quick. Great. <laughs> they have stingers. There's a guy I know who I ran into someplace once, and I didn't want to talk to him. We talked about this before. People will want to talk to you, and you're just like, I want to walk this way. But uh, he was talkative, and I was like, oh, yeah, what's going on? And he's like, I just got out of my class. And I was like, oh, yeah, what class? And he's like, beekeeping. I'm like, you're taking a beekeeping class? And he's like, yeah, it's, like we're, we're, it's a whole class on beekeeping. I really want to be a good steward to the bees. I want to be a, an apiarist, apiarist and a good steward, he said. And, that, and like, I was so like, shut up. <laughs> that I was like, <laughs> I wanted to just be like, okay, goodbye. You're fine. I don't, I'm not mad at you, but I don't want to talk to you. But after he said that, I was like, no, now I want to stay and argue over something. Like, I don't disagree <laughs> with you over anything, but now I want to argue because you said you're going to find the thing that you can disagree with him about. Yeah. Because he wants to be a good steward to the bees. So. Uh... <laughs> And I love anyway. that, that bothers you so much that you wanted to argue with him. I wanted to fight him. I just flat out just all right, that's it. It's on. Fist fight. Boxing yep. match breaks out. Yep. So uh just wanted to mention that. Because uh are you gonna be a good steward to the bees? I mean, I don't know that that thought had ever crossed my mind as far no. as that way. I mean, I I I hope that apparently it's actually really hard to uh to keep bees. The, I, believe, the, I, I believe it. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, um, <laughs> no, I uh, apparently <laughs> no. they they like it's you lose a lot of bees. Like, the, I we were talking to somebody who's like, it was our fourth like set of bees that we bought that finally like okay. stayed alive. So, alive. sounds fun, <laughs> yeah, it's like really hard, apparently. So, anyway, what is your number eight? No, but more about bees. No, I'm kidding. My number eight is actually kind of related to honey core, I think. Grandma core. I am frequently um, told that I am a grandma, which is funny because I, I fulfill almost none of the qualifications for being a grandma. <laughs> Virtual, I'm alive. That's one. I, uh, well, you got one. <laughs> I think that's the beginning qualification for most things, but um, it's the only one I have. But uh, beyond that, I'm told I love floral patterns. I love, um, like, wear keyware plateware what do you call it now when you say you love floral patterns do you love to see floral floral patterns or do you love to wear floral patterns see floral patterns i don't wear much of anything aside from solid black you don't wear much gray. of anything we can leave I, it there i'll cut I am, it right there i am mostly nude at all times that's because <laughs> i'm not sure the audience knows this but i'm a i'm a uh, fawn from uh, the uh from the uh what do you call it um i don't know but i thought you were a capybara I'm a capybara, but that's because I'm a capybara fawn. You know, most fawns are goats. Oh, I, I see. I, I am half half man, half capybara. Moving on, I'm a capybara fawn, so I'm usually naked, but very hairy. Um, but I like I like like my sheets right now are floral pattern, like light blue on white floral pattern. Um, I usually have blankets that are floral pattern, like throw blankets that are that like that. I'm frequently accused of being a grandma. Um, I saw coastal grandma. And I like coastal it. grandma. I almost 
coastal, like on the coast. Yeah, but as opposed to a. I don't know. I, I was saying I I look I liked the look of it, but then I was oh, okay. like, I don't know. I was like, well, I don't know that I really want to. I don't know that I would wear any of this. So like, yeah. does it make yeah. sense for me? But oh, I see. Oh, you see. Oh, you see. Oh, I sound. I understand. You see, I don't wear grandma. I don't wear a muumuu very often, which is what my grandma usually. You wears. actually, you say that, but I've seen you in a muumuu. That's only when I when I put on several thousand pounds, <laughs> and nothing else will fit. But uh, I also like like I like Seems I don't like it would be comfortable. I don't really like tea, but I like making tea. <laughs> is that grandma ish? I don't know. I like plates and things. So <laughs> I right. like plates and things. <laughs> I don't just eat off the ground. So grandma core, I have I have less to say about this than I thought. So let's move on. What's your number? Whatever. Eight. Eight. My number eight is camp core. Oh, I I can I can see that you're kind of a camp person. I am. I not as much as I used to be, um, but I do. I like have very fond memories of camping, and I I do love the outdoors. Um, okay, so I, I just realized I won't maybe clarify. This is camping like going camping in the woods, not camp like you know Rocky Horror Picture Show or something. Correct. Okay. Not like a summer camp. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's like. It, the the motif is very like you know pictures of nature out near a lake in the woods mm -hmm, campfires mm -hmm. that kind of thing tents lean twos um sounds intense I, it does sound it, it's, it is exactly what it is it's intense um and you know i really enjoy the artful depiction of nature so mm -hmm. um but it appeals to me and uh thinking of that sort of thing it reminds me of you know summer vacations with my mom where we would go to national parks and camp outside and um actually for whatever reason the thing i'm thinking of the most right now is a trip i took with sarah to acadia national park mm -hmm. and there's this picture of us that somebody took for us and it just it looks like it should be in a magazine mm -hmm. not because you know I mean, she's really good looking. I'm not. I have a crazy fucking beard. I look homeless. Um, well, you probably look like you're camping. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but uh, but it's like we're on the, this rock. So you like you can't it's like, it's sort of like a ledge, you know, so you don't see anything right next to the rock. So do you just see like this big lake that has a very strong reflection of all around it? And the sun just happens to be setting right at the edge of the horizon where the lake is okay. and it's gorgeous it's an amazing like photograph i'd like sort of like can you take the homeless guy out i just want to look at that <laughs> just just photoshop a better looking husband in there right yeah exactly put just put brad pitt next to my wife and then <laughs> it's a much better picture <laughs> well it's probably the case for a lot of people that's not, true not me but you know no not you not you and the moo moo um <laughs> <laughs> a thousand i've gained a thousand pounds from whatever i am now which is pretty negligible given what i weigh right now so i still weigh roughly the same and um, well you know what's funny is you say that but like what people need to understand that are listening is that this was a commitment that you made to wear moomoos yeah. it wasn't like you just let yourself go no yeah i said I, if i'm gonna wear a moomoo i gotta do you right. wanted to wear moomoos and you needed it, you wanted it to fit you like fitting <laughs> clothes so I, instead of having it taken it in, instead of having it taken in, I had myself taken out. <laughs> Here, let me expand to fit this moomoo. 
just stuck your thumb in your mouth and blew, yep. right? Yep, exactly. It was uh, <laughs> kind of disturbing. Uh, this uh, camp core, it sounds very nice the way you describe it, but I will tell you it would be on my bottom 10 because I hate camp. I know that. Outdoors. <laughs> it, right. Well, you're like, you're like, oh, nature made it. That's yeah. real neat. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that that's still something you're upset about. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, every everyone on that is going to be on my list here. If it has any nature aspect to it, it's more theoretical than my it's actually fantasy, being out. right? But yeah, it's fantasy. I'm not actually going to be out. You're like, you're okay with ants. You're okay with trees that are alive, <laughs> yep. you know, that can yep. talk and stuff. But yep. trees that are just like living trees, like fuck them. Well, can't do shit. To be fair to ants, they talk very slowly, so they're basically regular trees. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what's your number uh, seven? It goes along very well with exactly what we're talking about. It's Goblin Core. Know what you love it. I um, saw that one. Yeah. It's uh, it's like one of the first ones I ever heard of. People were telling me about because people were talking to me about Cottage Core, and I was like, "That's fun." Um, but then Goblin Core was like the 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 diagonal like slightly twisted cousin and uh, i like that a lot better i like i like the idea of like you know if i ever knew, wasn't a twisted sister it's a twisted cousin that's much better <laughs> instead of instead of heavy metal it plays like the lute you know and yeah, uh, exactly <laughs> like a like a, a fife a pipe i don't know what is what does pan play whatever that is that's what it is <laughs> i guess pan pipes it's what pan plays a lot of anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to derail you here. What's what do you like about Goblin Core? Uh, you know, I uh, is there I green gonna... in it? Yeah, there's. It's like a lot of. I think of it as like moss under the tree. You know, um, like that's what we're focusing on, like sort of dark, decaying part of nature. And that sounded much more like dis yeah, despairing. that sounds dark. Yeah, <laughs> but like uh, you know, nature is not. Is not quite the the wonderful fantasy place that people think. It's kind of nasty, and this kind of acknowledges that. It's some bogs, some maybe some swamps. Uh, is an aesthetic based on the appreciation of aspects of nature, <laughs> not not typically regarded as beautiful. These aspects can range from animals such as frogs and snails to materials such as moss, mud, plants, fungi such as mushrooms, and then. The, the sentence ends, which is not the end of a correct sentence, <laughs> which is why I read that. So, so uh, you were expecting more. I was expecting more fungi, such as mushrooms, and then more. And I was like, I think fungi are just mushrooms. A part of this beloved ugliness is the goblin itself, a malevolent, even creature from European European folklore. But in Goblin Core, represents a carefree uh, nature and one's infatuation with the dark ugliness of uh, and general unpredictability. It's actually very similar to fairy core, except darker. I love it. I saw it, and I actually thought it looked kind of cool. You know, there was one, there was a picture that I saw for Goblin Core that I really mm -hmm. liked, and it was like a mushroom-shaped house, but the roof oh, yeah. was, was moss. Exact. That's it. That's it. Just I don't, take away my last explanation. Just, just put in, just put in the mushroom house with the moss on top. Mm, mushroom house with the moss on top. Yum. And it's funny because I, I absolutely hate mushrooms. Um. I, I think I'm allergic to them, and they make me extremely sick. But I like them if I don't eat them. So, and yet, uh, I'd anyway. like to. I'd like to live in one. You know what I mean? I'd like to make a little house. And I'm not sure if I'm tiny or the or the mushroom is really large. I'm not really sure which. I'm not sure I care. One of the two is fine by me. Because if the mushroom is really large, all of nature is really large. Because it's not like mushrooms the size of trees and then normal trees. It's like giant trees as well, which is exactly the same thing as me being small. So whatever. Well, 
we have here goblin core is popular in the lgbtq plus community especially among non-binary transgender and demigender people probably because um, what's a what's demigender i don't know actually but um i'm going to assume multiple genders rather than no particular gender or one gender that you know we're not assigned yeah that makes sense um identify partly but not fully with a certain gender their flag is a very boring color it is gray with some yellow <laughs> so no offense to me gender people your flag is boring your flag sucks <laughs> it's not um, my fault <laughs> no but uh probably because like you know a lot of people in the lgbtq plus community don't feel like they fit in with with what everyone else acts like is is the natural world but is also very absent of all of the less comfortable parts of the of the natural world like we like to look out and we like to look outside and be like oh is that flower pretty but we're ignoring the the fungi that are underneath the tree we're ignoring the the moss that's growing well but see that's the beauty of nature is that mm -hmm. it uh presents itself to us in whatever way we want to see it so maybe it reflects back at us whatever right exactly whatever is important to us that's so true. it's so it's you know that it doesn't have an agenda only well, humans have one I think it's demigender, right? <laughs> or is it transgender? Um, Man, I did so, not see that coming. That was good. Uh, very few people do. What is your number? Um, where are we? You should be at seven, right? Number seven. That's right. Seven. So my number seven is romantic Italian. Ooh, that sounds nice. Do tell. Which is almost kind of the opposite of the last one, which is very mm -hmm. like nature and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this one is very like look at all this man-made stuff mm -hmm. you know well, funny that we're that we're going back and forth like this yeah it is kind of funny um but you do still get some amazing views of the mediterranean right? oh so uh, i i just i just image searched and oh some beauty isn't some, it a, it's really nice romantic really italian beautiful. is is quite the aesthetic and i would be down for living in that aesthetic for mm -hmm. sure but I don't really have much else to say other than that it's just it's really pretty and you know it's got a lot of classic Italian architecture in it as well as like um classic Italian art, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So um yeah. What do you have for number six? Sorry, I'm just looking at pictures of Florence and Venice now and <laughs> you want to travel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I don't I don't like traveling, but I like having traveled, so I would like to I think I would go I would get over very well in the uh total recall universe where they could just implant memories in me because I don't, I don't actually need to have traveled but if i think or, I traveled, or if you could teleport teleporting would also be really good because the act of traveling is in fact very annoying right but that's the part you don't like right yeah. it's the it's the time it takes to get there yeah because it's like oh wow i just wasted whole days of my life like you'll look back and and when you're dying and you're like oh thank god i spent you know 40 hours on a in a car but anyway um, Which is funny because I mean, like, what do you do during the day? I, uh, I, I, uh, I sit. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you're looking back at your life and going, like, I'm glad I did that. <laughs> well, first of all, I think we've already established that I don't like life. It doesn't work for me. That's that's true. We have established that. It's just that when I'm sitting at my house, I have all my books and TVs and TV shows and stuff. So I get I that completely, actually. I, I really do. Um, and I can't, I can't read in the car without getting sick. It's like one of the great regrets of my life that I can't read in the car. You know what you should do is you should take you should take Dramamine. Does that help? Yeah, it helps with uh, with motion sickness, nausea, oh, and yeah. uh, you take that like you know about 
30 minutes before you're going to go on a long car trip uh, you could read to your heart's content you won't get queasy um i am trying that absolutely because this this weekend we have a wedding to go to and i actually have no idea where it is i don't think it's that far away but in the on the 20th of this month or not this month october um 20th of this month in the past we uh have to go to a wedding on long island and i hate driving down to long island it's like one of those drives that like it's not the distance that bothers me it's everything else about it like i could drive a similar distance elsewhere it wouldn't be so bad but long island is such a fucking nightmare but um i am going to insist absolutely insist that i'm allowed to try this dramamine reading we have to give dramamine to uh to lyndon it's the only way he doesn't get carsick well uh <laughs> if anybody criticizes me i'll be like but the, but lyndon takes it <laughs> it's not weird all right also, so where are we i don't You're know number six You're no number my six. number my number six not exactly i'm not really sure it's a core or anything like that it's an actual design like like mentality and that's mid-century herringbone oh okay mid-century <laughs> modern mid-century modern herringbone um wait do you know what herringbone is it's a uh isn't it the pattern that you uh like a lot God of people damn it everybody fucking coats. knows what herringbone is except me sarah was like can you get it out of the herringbone suitcase i'm like what fucking suitcase is that and what she's they... like this this is herringbone and i'm like who the fuck knows that that's herringbone and then both her parents were like that's herringbone and i'm like what the f every no you know what we need to ask somebody who is the same age as me and male and of course <laughs> you fucking know what herringbone is yeah, uh, I gotta ask Mike. Mike, 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 Mike will not watch, know. <laughs> watch, he surprises you. He he will know. That's the problem. He'll be like, yeah, herringbone. It's the you know, like the pattern, or he you know, like wings yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I'll be like, fuck you, Mike. God damn it! Can't anybody else be a Neanderthal like me? No, no, no. It's just you. Uh, anyway, I you sorry. Were, I you were Say the number six man. again. <laughs> uh, Mid-century modern. Uh, the actual design, like you know school of design i suppose so uh it's uh you know sort of a modernism in like furniture and design around mid-century around mid-century from after world war ii up until about the 70s i think um i am like one of those people who really likes modernism in architecture um the sort of buildings that most people will go like whoa and hate i go oh i love this building so did you like the albany campus then the buildings there you know, no, but just because I didn't think it was executed very well, not in, not in principle. Okay, sorry, that was interrupted. Okay, I, I think of that that's kind of in that same motif, isn't it? It absolutely is. I just don't think that campus itself looks very good. That was designed by Edward Durrell Stone, the architect who he designed oh, some other. God, that guy's terrible. He designed some other really interesting buildings, like Two Columbus Circle, and what's the name of that? Um, that 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 townhouse that he designed it's his own townhouse in manhattan it doesn't matter um but yeah i i i like brutalism i like everything simple everything everything i guess minimal in a sense and uh if i could design like my own uh apartment like not like the outside or anything but like if i could like decorate like they're like have at it this is exactly how I would decorate the entirety of the interior, and most people would not enjoy being in there because it would be it would be very simple, but in a perhaps a kitschy way. I, I like I like it for for some of its kitsch, actually. Like if you ever look at some of the furniture, um, it looks a little bit like it would be in like a really stupid office building from back then. Like I can't I can't think of like you know what it would be. It would be in like if you went to IBM in the sixties. 
Mm. And you went walked around their offices. Some of it would be pretty cool, but some of it would be like, what on earth were they thinking with this? And I would love, I would the more what on earth they were thinking, the more I would love it. So really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, if you say so. I feel I feel like you wouldn't though in reality, because you didn't like the U Albany one. Because I feel like most of that is what were they thinking? Um <laughs> that's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, well, my number six is fantasy astronomy. Ooh, I don't know that, but let's talk about it. It sounds, that sounds well, fun. Well, so it's really fun, right? Because, I mean, it's 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 got the fantasy element, but also the astronomy element. So it's very, like, space-driven, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. not sci-fi space. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's really neat. So it's got, like, the, you know, so you'd think of it like Galileo's observatory, but, like, but, but at the same time, uh, or more modern look at astronomy, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, where things are, you know, you know more about the universe than Galileo did, mm-hmm. but you're still in that time period. That's awesome. I, this is not something I've done, cool? but that is so fucking cool. Um, <laughs> if, are there, are there like books and media that take place in this sort of milieu? Because I will go read that right now. Well, I mean, I would like, I don't know about books, but I, I think the thing that probably comes to my, eh, I don't know if it really fits. I don't know that there really is anything. Maybe we got to make something. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. I'm actually I, down if you want to. Do you ever like look at some of that old astronomy equipment and are like, can, can I just have that? Like, well, yeah, some of that is part of the fantasy astronomy stuff. Like, I don't have a use for an astrolabe, but I want one. I want one right here. No shit. No <laughs> I don't know what I would do with it except look at it and be like, oh, yes, my astrolabe and then smoke a pipe or something. <laughs> well, um, all right. Well, what's your number five? My number five is Downtown Girl, which sounds like the name of a song I know. Slash also Downtown Boy. Um, an aesthetic that revolves around the romanticization of living in the downtown of a city, specifically New York. Um, I think of it as like very late 80s, early 90s living like with all your hip friends around, you know, I don't know, Soho, whatever like that. Kind of kind of kind of like rent, maybe, except good. Except good. Well, kind of. <laughs> Uh, contrast with the up, uptown girl aesthetic, which is more casual, does not involve many of the markers of wealth and hyper femininity. So this one's oh. not as well, not as wealth, not as wealth driven, and not quite as hyper feminine. <laughs> okay. Most important visual aspects are the images of cities themselves, the architecture of cities with their great height, balconies, fire escapes, fire escapes, scaffolding, subways, and buses. Ooh, ooh, autumn is an important element of this aesthetic. Oh, right back to 2000s autumn. Here yep. we go. Yep. So, bohemian bookstores, thrift shops. I think shops, you'd see a shop. lot of mid-century modern in that, too. You probably, as a matter of fact, would. And I'm making myself a little upset because I can't live in in this. Let's move on. Yeah. All right. Well, my number five is Tomato Girl, which I thought was kind of funny because you did Girl 1 and I've got one Girl 1. <laughs> I'm sorry. A combination of not knowing any idea what that is and <laughs> the way you said it. It's really funny. Tomato Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Which is such a ridiculous name. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> tomato Girl. Tomato so, Girl. Tell me about Tomato Girl. I don't really know how to describe it. There seems to be a lot of red, which yeah. is my guess. Yeah, I'm but it's also very like um sundressy. It's very like um free and outdoors. It's kind of you know, you said sundressy, and I was like, I, I think I understand that. Okay. Well somewhat better, yeah. The 
the reason that it, I was drawn to it is I saw some pictures of what Tomato Girl looks like, and I was like, oh, that's Sarah. No, yeah, I, actually, I absolutely see that, actually. Looks just like Sarah, right? I mean, it's mm -hmm. more not just like, but yeah. it, it, it has a very similar aesthetic to mm -hmm. Sarah. You know, according to the wiki here, um, this is uh, related to Christian Girl Autumn and Scandi Girl Winter. And not to, mention, not to mention related to Bougie and um, Cherry Emoji Twitter. I, you know, this entire this entire thing is so ridiculous, and yet I love it. I love the fact that Christian Girl Autumn is a thing, and Tomato Girl. This is Tomato Girl Summer I'm on, so that's different, probably. You know what it is? I think that humans just have this incessant need to categorize. You know, mm -hmm. absolutely. And we're just like we gotta we gotta fit all this stuff into some kind of box or description. Mm -hmm. You know, hundred percent. And it's and a, it's a just, good thing. This is, this aesthetic thing is yeah. very much somebody who had too much time on their hands. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. It's it's positive, like when it comes to biology and science and everything like that. Maybe we even go a little too far that way, but you're absolutely right. When it comes to say this, we don't need every every last thing characterized. And yet, I kind of love it. So, but yeah. So, tomato girl, Sarah. <laughs> um, it's funny because now I would say like, Sarah's. I don't know. A mom motif, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like you know, Sarah that like I met and everything pre kids. This is very tomato girl, mm -hmm. and I mean she she still is, but now it's just very like I mean, you know, you got a kid that's pulling on your uh, shirt to get some milk, right? It's kind of hard <laughs> to be like, let me wear this um, you know, sundress, this red mm -hmm. sundress. Oh, you spit up on it, great. That's lovely. I'll go change it back into my other clothes that yeah. work a lot better for taking care of these fucking monsters. <laughs> Not that I'm calling your kids monsters. I'm just calling kids in general monsters. Yeah, it's all nice. So, um, what's your number four? My number four is cyberpunk. Mm. Super classic, amazing. Um, this is like one of the original, you know, punks, one of the original cores, one of the original waves, whatever you want to call these things. I think it originated way back in the late 70s early 80s with william gibson right i've never been into cyberpunk really or steampunk for that matter you're not a punk you're not a cyber not a or steam i'm a punk i love it dystopian future setting science fiction i love it oh like um you know blade runner we haven't ever done blade runner for any movie series but we could you probably could um i haven't seen blade runner 20 whichever it is 14 nine i think yeah whatever it is the ryan gosling one with uh, i have with... i've seen them both oh have you mm -hmm. i was supposed to watch blade runner for class back in college it was a american literature class so of course he he he, he uh, had you watch movies that's fine blade runner he actually had us watch multiple movies blade runner which was one of which and the thing is is that like we didn't watch it in class it wasn't like in the library for us to watch or anything we just had to find it and he was like you kids know how to find movies. You know, it doesn't have to be entirely legal. And I was like, I, what? You're telling me to go torrent a movie? Like, I don't want to do this. And <laughs> that's really odd. So, like, we had to go to, like, Blockbuster and Hollywood Video, both of which existed at the time. <laughs> and they didn't have it anywhere. So I didn't watch it. And that was actually ended up being the case for, like, 99% of the class. Because someone had found the one copy that existed in Albany and watched it. And I was the one guy who did it. And he was very annoyed. He was like, people, he's like, I, I remember this was a blockbuster hit. People love this movie. And you can't even watch it, all of you. We're like, we can't even find it. 
What do you want from me? <laughs> did he call? Did he call Blade Runner a box office like a, a blockbuster hit? He did. He might. Well, then he's a fucking moron. That's 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 him. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> professor's stupid. Most people did not like that class. He was he was one of the professors everybody complained about before he got there. Well, he's, I would. He sounds like somebody you would complain about. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen either of those. A but, literature uh, class. I'm gonna make you watch movies. I'm a fucking moron. We also watched several Hitchcock movies. We watched. Uh, you liked them, huh? No, I didn't like them that much. I got a good grade in the class, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, uh, Neon. Who doesn't love Neon? Who doesn't want to be walking around the Ginza area of Tokyo being cyberpunky? It's wonderful. Me? Yeah, I guess you. This is not, for, <laughs> this is not your thing. I guess. <laughs> You don't want you don't want like uh, alterations to to your to your biology. You don't want like um, you don't want cybertronic eyes that can like zoom in, like zoom in. You know you don't want um, you don't want like attachments to your arms and legs that like have blades and guns on them and stuff. I liked the eye thing a lot more than the blades and guns part. Just just having like eyes that can see well. <laughs> it's funny because if you talk about this sort of stuff, I think people often actually gravitate toward the useful ones that would be good in real life. <laughs> I, I would like having like an enhanced immune system so I don't get sick as often. That would be good. <laughs> yeah, so, so I like that part of it, but I don't like what I don't like about cyberpunk is all of like the attachments that you can see. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I just to me, it's just like, okay, cool. So you have things sticking out of you. Neat. Jeez. You're a real yeah. downer. You know that? Bolts like Frankenstein. Yeah, well, we've established that I'm the downer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I forgot to mention something about Tomato Girl. Oh, because yeah. there's another one that reminded me of Sarah. And it was Art Ho. <laughs> and, and I thought, no, I'm not going to do that one. You're not going to do that one. You're not going to have her potentially listen and be like, so I'm Art Ho, am I? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, why would you call it that? Well, you know, if you look up Art Ho, he comes. It, this chick is standing in front of sunflowers. So, and you already mentioned that sunflowers are her favorite flower, which strikes me as very crazy because you ever seen sunflowers? They're terrifying. They're big flowers. They're so big. They're not just big flowers. That's the thing. Big flowers I could deal with. These flowers are like nine feet tall. This is absurdly large flowers. This is not big. This is outlandishly big. They're flowers for whales. They're flowers for whales. That's just what they are. Anyway. <laughs> I thought you like that. Yeah. Just the other day, I was watching a phylogeny video about dinosaurs. I was telling Hudson about this last night. Where, you know, dinosaurs, you think you're safe, right? But they get to sauropodia. You know what the, the main uh, attraction of sauropods are? They're, they're really large. They're, in fact, some of the largest animals ever to live. Here's a picture. And I go, oh, God, thank you for that. I really needed, I really needed you to, to display just how large sauropods were. By showing me a picture of a blue whale. That's just what I want. <laughs> He's like, they're not the largest creature ever, though. Blue whale picture. Fucking damn it. Known. And it wasn't just about sauropods. I don't look up stuff about sauropods. You want to know why? Because they're always compared to blue whales. Because they're the only animals on Earth that have ever existed that are comparable. So it wasn't just about that, though. It was about... Um, I don't even know. Dinosaurs are big, too. <laughs> dinosaurs are big, too. But, but they're not that big. They're close. Some of, some of them were somewhat close. And besides, this was about the lizard-hipped dinosaurs in general, not sauropods. Anyway. Well, my number four is... 
<laughs> this this got off the rails from Cyberpunk. So I, mentioned it. <laughs> I think everybody probably knows Cyberpunk though, so I don't really have to go into it. Can I tell you? Oh, did you have more? No, I, was, I had more about lizard hip dinosaurs though. Oh, great! So my number four. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are lizard hip dinosaurs and bird hip dinosaurs. I guess top ten dinosaurs is coming down the line here. Would you would you guess? Or top ten lizard hip dinosaurs? <laughs> would you guess which group of dinosaurs birds are part of? Raptors. They're the they're they're in the lizard hipped dinosaurs. Oh great. All bird hipped dinosaurs are extinct. Anyway, moving on. There are also bird footed dinosaurs, none of which are birds. Okay. It's all true. Anyway. I believe you. Um, all right. So my number four it's is true. Victorian. Victorian, perfect, right? Yep. So as discussed previously in other episodes, which I'm sure all of our listeners are paying such rapt attention that they know this, yeah, uh, I really enjoy the Gilded Age mm -hmm. and the aesthetics of that age. And so this, uh, they are very similar to Victorian, and I, I like the ornateness of the uh, Victorian design. Mm -hmm. So there you go. That's all I've got. That's all you've got. Have you ever seen the TV show The Gilded Age? I haven't, but they filmed that in Troy. Do they? Yeah, of all places. I know. I guess I have nothing more three. to say about that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, I heard it's good. My number three is cassette futurism. Cassette, like like tape cassette, like tape cassette. It's a lot like a like a retro futurism kind of thing, except it's as if the future, like future technology, sci-fi, spaceships, and everything, um, as if they all continued in the vein of like cassette players. As so it's in, like a it's like a punk style thing. Yeah. Other names for Micah Punk. I love it. <laughs> for Micah Punk? Yeah. Who's Micah? Well um I, I think he's the he's the guy who puts in our our kitchen countertops. Oh, there you go. Um yeah, so like uh, a lot of for him though. What do you know the do you know plastic types? I I used to know some uh, plastic types. No. <laughs> whatever whatever the uh that the heavy but not particularly durable white plastic that computer parts used to be made out of and by white i mean very off-white and very quickly yellowing over the years okay it'd be, like, it'd be like if everything was made out of that or like that tan plastic that people used to use a lot of old-fashioned keyboards um you know like actual if instead of like you know discs or digital media you actually have like cassette tapes that you put in and like use the computer you know actually the first alien like is a like, floppy disk like a you know no, no like a like a like a like you actual, actually put a cassette into it like a cartridge like a cartridge like a yeah. nintendo cartridge yeah and it's got either just some sort of motherboard kind of thing whatever those are called or actual i like the idea of it being tape that actually winds and plays that way like um computers used to run on on tape I, I sort of think it's called. unfortunate that we've moved away from cartridge for video games because they loaded so much faster. They load fast and they're uh, more durable. <laughs> than well, CDs. I feel like at this point it might actually be a good idea to go back to it. it might because be. you know, you know, because you could probably fit what I, I would think a terabyte worth of data onto a onto a cartridge now. You know, given how much. Um, you can fit on just to a USB drive. I would think right. so. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't know why we're not going back to that. I, then you could just, you know, I anyway. I feel like it would be a lot harder to copy too. 
it would be safer possibly because it would be like you just delete your digital information and that's gone unless it's backed up in the cloud well this is the problem that i have with it's like you know so like i enjoy video games right but i don't i don't i, I want to be able to go back to it and it's just like if if i put video games onto the playstation well, I only have so many video games that I can have on it at one time. Whereas before yeah. I could just have as many video games as I want. I could be playing as many as I wanted in a row, you know, mm -hmm. but now it's like, well, you can only play like this many games and you got to make room because you know, this game is going to get bigger. Yeah. And we were just joking yesterday because we were talking about mass effect quickly. And then I was like, I'm going to download mass effect. Mass effect was like a hundred gigabytes of of uh storage space and it took right. four hours to download instead of just getting my cartridge and putting it in this is exactly what i'm saying and also i mean you, why can't you make the cartridge have that kind of capability right mm -hmm. that you could that you could as soon as you put it in it could connect to the internet right and it could download updates so it's still like you know digital mm -hmm. anyway uh you know I, I i would say to go ahead and like pursue this but um i don't really think that either of us are technological you know, inventors or anything like that. No, and but hopefully Nintendo execs are listening to this and they're like, hmm, I think we should go back to, you know, cartridges. This guy's well, got a really strong point here. He's right. Um, well, I used to make fun of Nintendo back when Nintendo 64 existed. I know, because it was, oh, you're still using cartridges? Still using cartridges. And now we're like bemoaning the, the fact that nobody uses cartridges anymore. You know what I like about cartridges is the very satisfying sound they make when you put them in. It's like you've yeah. actually put, you've put something in something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not... I love putting something in. <laughs> I know you love putting something in something else. Um, <laughs> hopefully, it doesn't make quite that same click clack noise. Oh, it does. It does. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Years of use, reason. you know. Um, <laughs> well, there are three or four kids involved here. <laughs> not in that, well, but you know. <laughs> well, there have been three or four kids. Do you have more for cassette futurism? No, I like it. Let's move on. All right. Well, my number three. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was actually going to say it's a lot like. Uh, remember, we, I already mentioned how much I would enjoy going around the IBM offices around the mid-century, and they would have a lot of things that would remind me of this. Time. Oh, yeah, I could see that. That would be very in that vein. Mm -hmm. Well, my number three is science academia. Oh, okay. What's that? Well, it's like fairy academia, except mm -hmm. that it's got science um, equipment. You science know? equipment. <laughs> so and books and stuff. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just a. It's a very like I could. Um, I actually really enjoyed a lot of the academia aesthetics, mm -hmm. um, and but I feel like science and books is like a really fun mix. Like I could, I could picture in my fantasy mansion having a library of mm. that looks like this aesthetic, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's this it. That's all I got for number three. What do you got for number two? That actually goes along well with your with your astronomy one too, though. Like it does the astronomy exactly. lab and then the library and well the. The observatory would be above mm -hmm. the library. Oh, there you go. And uh, this is a, this is a coherent vision of yours. I like it. Mine is a little bit more all over the place than all that. <laughs> You're actually like a like a consistent person. I'm I'm kind of just whatever appeals to me. For instance, downtown downtown girl. I don't know. What are we on number two for me? We're on number two. Yep. Another punk deco punk slash diesel punk. Um. Kind of like steampunk, cyberpunk, everything else, except it takes place in a world that occurs that exists roughly around the, the time of World War II. Maybe between the wars is actually what I prefer. So you'd like it 
to be when Hitler was around and coming to power. Well, not quite. See, Hitler is not an <laughs> integral part of this. Setting. It's more, he's just in the real world that actually did, in fact, accompany it. But this would be more like, like you ever seen a, uh, imagine like, um, like, I don't know what to imagine. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> but, uh, oh, uh, you've, you've never played Bioshock, right? The video games? I have. I think. Um, that's extremely deco punk. So wait, no, I, no, no, no. I'm thinking I didn't play Bioshock. I played. Wait, did I? What's the one with like the boy, the blonde boy on it? There's a blonde boy on it, and not that one because there's no blonde boy. Well, it's like the picture, you know. It's oh, you mean Fallout? Fallout. That's yeah. Okay, that's the one I played. Very similar feeling, but not quite. Not quite the. Not quite the deco punk. I'm not sure. You would probably call that more of a ray punk slash atom punk, since it's about. Um, Atomic Actually, you know what I don't like about games like that is that they always make like mutant creatures. Yeah, you don't like mutant. I creatures? don't. I just don't give a shit about that. Like, I'd, I'd rather have a more. You know, sometimes it's okay, but just like every game, mm -hmm. you know, like every game that has that style of play is always that, except for like Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption, mm -hmm. which you know, I, I want to be like, you know, these are like insanely popular games for a reason. People make more like it mm -hmm. anyway. I I'm suppose that's sure. all I have to say. Sorry, about Sorry. I, I hijacked your deco diesel punk. That's okay, except, you know, our deco world, like, you know, the 1930s New York, say, and um, going around and, you know, not airships so much as flying trains and, you know, uh, uh, cars. Like, like uh, uh, what kind of cars do they have back then? In the <laughs> let's 30s? Go, let's go with Buicks. Yep. Yeah, sure. Model, <laughs> flying, Model flying T's Buicks. probably. Yep. Yep, exactly. Except uh, instead of instead of steam, because steam, because you know a lot of these punks are named after whatever powers the world. Instead of steam, mm -hmm. we're on, we're running on diesel. Yeah, like I'm with it. That's that's cool. I'm not a big punk guy, as I've already stated. So yeah, I don't think you like any punk. No, no punks for me. You do have, you do have several academias though. More of an academic than a punk. Yeah. Ironically, number two is green academia. Oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, oh, what's this one? How is it different from... Well, it's not very different, except that it's got a more nature feel to it, which okay. it sort of blends my two enjoyments, right? Well, okay, so basically green academia is like, uh, uh, you know, it sort of combines two things. That are, it's like it's like reading outside, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's more like a library in the woods, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, you have this library you got books around you and stuff but then you're you got giant windows and you look outside and you're just like lush green um all around you mm. so it would be like goblin core uh -huh. um with a library in it okay okay i like it um it's very attractive you ha you have you have s several very picturesque ones that are like just as an image very attractive yeah, I, I, when I saw it, I thought, boy, this is, it combines, you know, two of my, like, favorite things. In Green terms and of, like, academics. <laughs> right, nature, and, you know, and academics and, and mm -hmm. books. Because um, the one thing that my, my future, you know, like, my fantasy house, mm -hmm. right, that I live in, the one thing that I want to make sure that I have is, is a library. Mm-hmm. Like I want a comfortable library to sit in and read, and uh, 
my next one is is having a movie room so oh nice um movie room library and um you know astronomy lab or whatever uh, observatory yeah. yeah i mean that would be really cool who doesn't have an observatory in their home i mean that would be kind of cool if you think about it having like a you know it doesn't have to be like an ornate observatory but an observatory you go up and at night you just look at the stars and stuff especially if you own a lot of land and you don't yeah. get as much light pollution that would be really cool yeah anyway. I, was, I, was, I was making fun but it sounds really nice <laughs> all right so what is your number one aesthetic my number one is a lot like my number three it's retrofuturism but i'm going to differentiate between retrofuturism and every other kind of futurism retrofuturism specifically if any particular the the idea of the future from any particular time in the past actually came into fruition mostly it's like if jules verne's ideas of what the 100 years from now is going to be like 100 years from now meaning I can get behind this one actually. 100 years this ago. This is neat. It is neat. Um and I like cassette futurism and everything are kinds of retrofuturism for the most part. But um this is more of an in general, you know, somehow the future ends up by the future I mean now, it ends up being less interesting than what they thought the future was going to be, right? So and in <laughs> some ways more interesting. In some ways much more interesting, but but it would still be really cool to have like airships and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure why we don't. Why don't we take airships to the moon? I don't know. Yeah, I think I think the retrofuturism definitely appeals to me more than the punk stuff does. Um as evidenced by re my reaction to cassette futurism as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have called this retrofuturism punk and you would have been like, "Oh no, not for me." Like, not you know what it is about punk? I just don't like the adding stuff to your body stuff. Yeah, I get that. And and also like those always have a have a um a sort of a vein of like having to fight this authoritarian system or some sort of conflict going on in society is always a lot of yours are very peaceful a lot of just this is how i'm living my life not like i'm not in i'm not embroiled in some central conflict that's going on in society yeah that's interesting um i guess i hadn't looked at it like that but you're right there is a sort of a striking difference to how we view the world uh, mm -hmm. When you look at the, our aesthetic list here, mm -hmm. um, and to continue that theme, my number one is Normcore. <laughs> that is quite the number one to pick. That is like <laughs> tell us about Normcore, though. So you already know, apparently, but uh, you know it's all about normal shit. Just, you know, just a pair of jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs> So what you're kind of saying is that your 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 favorite your favorite one of these your favorite aesthetic is nothing whatsoever. It's just ordinary. Right. There's no aesthetic. It's yep. just life. The absence um, of anything unusual whatsoever. Okay. You know, I wouldn't say it's the absence of anything unusual, but basically, my the way I looked at it was mm -hmm. comfortability, and I really like when people are comfortable. Like my mm -hmm. favorite thing to see a woman in, you know, I. You know, other than like lingerie because obviously that's nice to see but but like it, it's pajamas mm -hmm. i love seeing a girl in pajamas i just think mm -hmm. it's like they look comfortable they're in their element i'm seeing who they really are mm -hmm. um so yeah no that's i get it. it that's that's uh i get it that's uh it, it, it is funny how it ends up kind of being like my number one here is I wish I didn't have to make this list. But <laughs> that's my number one. 
<laughs> no, I actually I enjoyed it. I was kind of fun seeing all this stuff. It was a lot. Yeah, I know. I wasn't it's... expecting there to be so much. I, I was like, oh, I wonder if I'm gonna have come up be able to come up with ten. It's like there's so many offshoots, if nothing else. Yeah. It it got kind of daunting, I'm not gonna lie. And I was just like Plus, when I Googled it, it would just give me, like, fashion ones. And I'm like, okay, mm. well, I mean, I like looking at models. So, sure, <laughs> you know. I love fashion, by which I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, like, you know, they were, like, showing all these different ones. And then they would have, like, a really attractive woman modeling it. And I'm like, well, I like that one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that one, too. I guess I like all the aesthetics. <laughs> um, yeah, there. it's kind of it's kind of goes to show you who who this is geared toward. But then also who it ends up. I guess I don't know. It's hard to <laughs> who 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 expresses interest in these things is perhaps unexpected. Well, you know, I think um, it's. I would I would assume that most people that are into this aesthetic mm-hmm. categorizations are younger people, mm-hmm. because when you're young, especially when you're in school, either high school or college, but more like high school you are trying to find the box that you can fit in mm-hmm. that you can like attach yourself to and make it your identity. Mm-hmm. And this, this is like a nice neat way to be like, I'm romantic Italian. I'm mm. tomato girl. Um, <laughs> so, so. What superhero is that? I don't know her. <laughs> I was actually thinking about it. You said that kind of everything goes together with mine. And I was like, it really does mm-hmm. except for Western. Western, but that can get slightly into it. it. It does go along a tiny bit with like some outdoorsy stuff, really. If you you it could does, like, because that's kind of the motif that I liked. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. And yours are as uh, well. Yours, yours are all these images of you either on like your homestead or right. out, in, out in nature. And I, I'm like, I, I have cyberpunk and downtown girl. So. Well, so here's the thing. I figured it out. All right, so I've I've I'm gonna wrap my ten into okay what it like a whole. Mm-hmm. So I have historically wanted to have like a hobby farm, right? Mm-hmm. And what I really wanted was an ostrich farm, as well as bees, right, and chickens. <laughs> and um, so Western is the fencing. To keep the ostriches in okay mm-hmm. honey cores for the bees camp okay. cores because we're gonna have tons of acres so we can go and explore our property and the green and all that you know have mm-hmm. camps out there romantic italian is the uh design of the romantic italian and victorian is sort of the design of the house mm-hmm. right and then um the fantasy astronomy is going to be the the observatory on top of the library which is the uh green academia green slash science academia so it's gonna be like science academia but the but it's gonna have the lush stuff mm-hmm. in the background for the green and then you know tomato girls my wife living in that house and norm core <laughs> is how i just do not give a shit about wearing anything but sweatpants <laughs> you're like you're like the next level of norm core i don't know exactly what you are it's aggressively <laughs> norm <laughs> so there you go people my number one is Normcore, and Zach's number one is Retro Futurism. So got, thanks. No, I'm sorry. I was going to say, there's got to be so many. I, you know, people should, you know, give us their own because it seems like seems like I look online and it's like there's 30 that I had no idea even would. I, I not only that I didn't know about, but that I wouldn't have thought people would ever think of. 
yeah yeah i mean reach out to us tell us what mm -hmm. you uh if, if you agree with any of the ones that are in our top tower did did we you know our of our you know 20 that are on here maybe you're like your number one is or your entire top 10 is not even any of the 10 mm -hmm. 20 that are in ours we'd love to hear from you that's and we'd be happy to look it up too because just finding this stuff and finding pictures of these examples uh were, were kind of fun mm -hmm. okay well Zach said it all there. So, um, <laughs> but thanks again for listening, everybody. And, uh, you know, obviously feel free to reach out to us if you just want to chat, I guess. Uh, but you can find us uh, on all the social media sites. Just give us a call. We'll, <laughs> we'll definitely answer because we've talked about how much we love talking. Absolutely. Um, that's the thing. You know, maybe we're confusing people. You know, we're sending mixed messages here. Guys, reach out and talk to us. I hate talking to people. No one should ever speak to me ever. You know what the thing is though, like, okay, you know, an email conversation is much simpler. That's true. Or, or even a, you know, if you slide into our DMs, um, <laughs> we're probably going to respond to you. Yeah. Um but, you know, if you see us on the street and you chat us up, just know that we're probably not enjoying it. Nope. I'll, I'll just walk <laughs> away. I'm, I'm not. I don't even like to pretend. I'm just like, okay, goodbye now. People would be like, wow, that was abrupt. Well, I, I pretend for the most part. Yeah, it's, you're 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 more personable than I am. I'm just saying a lot. <laughs> Is it saying a lot? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So thanks again for listening, and join us next week when we're ranking the top ten famous couples. Oh, that's what we're going with. Excellent. Um, all right. Thanks. Goodbye. Yeah, they like used my dick for reference. They absolutely did. Um, it's like an astronomical unit. You know, it's just the distance between the Earth and the Sun. It's a unit, all right. It's an astronomical unit. It's certainly not a Randy Johnson, though. Um, anyway, <laughs> he completely stumped me there. I was like, we got nothing. <laughs>